Chapter Nine of Kabumpo and Oz by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Nine: Mixed Magic Makes Mischief. The Book of Records had been perfectly correct in stating that Ruggedo had something on his mind. He had. To understand the mysterious disappearance of Ozma's palace, we must go back to the old ex-king of the gnomes. The whole of the night after he had found Gleg's box of mixed magic, Ruggedo had spent trying to open the box, but pry and poke as he would, it stubbornly refused to give up its secrets. "'Better come to bed,' advised Wag, twitching his nose nervously. "'Mixed magic isn't safe, you know.' It might explode. Idiot, grumbled Ruggedo. I don't know who Gleg is or was, but I'm going to find out what kind of magic he mixes. I'm going to open this box if it takes me a century. All right, quavered Wag, retiring backward and holding up his paw. All right, but remember, I warned you. Don't meddle with magic. That's my motto. I don't care a hairbell what your motto is, sneered the gnome, continuing to hammer on the gold lid. When he reached his room, Wag shut the door and sank dejectedly upon the edge of the bed. There's no manner of use trying to stop him, sighed the rabbit. <sighs> so I've got to get out of here before he gets me into trouble. I'll go tomorrow, resolved Wag, pulling his long ear nervously. With this good resolution, the little rabbit drooped off to sleep. Very cautiously, he opened the door of his little rock room next morning. Ruggedo was sound asleep on the floor, his head on the magic box, and Peg Amy, with her wooden arms and legs flung out in every direction, lay sprawled in a corner. "'Been shaking you again, the old scrabble-scratch,' whispered the rabbit indignantly. Just cause he couldn't open that box. Well, never mind, Peg. I'm leaving today, and as surely as I've ears and whiskers, you shall go too. Picking up the poor wooden doll, Wag tucked her under his arm. Was it imagination, or did the little wooden face break into a sunny smile? It seemed so to Wag, and with a real thrill of pleasure, he tiptoed back to his room and began tossing his treasures into one of the bedsheets. He seated Peg in his own small rocking-chair, and from time to time he nodded to her reassuringly. <laughs> "'We'll soon be out now, my dear,' he chuckled, quite as if Peg had been alive. She often did seem alive to Wag. "'Then we'll see what Ozma has to say to this mixed magic,' continued the bunny, wiggling his ears indignantly. And so occupied was he collecting his treasures that he did not hear Ruggedo's call, and next minute the angry gnome himself stood in the doorway. "'What does this mean?' he cried furiously, pointing to the tied-up sheet. Then he stamped his foot so hard that Peg Amy fell over sideways in the chair, and all the ornaments in the room skipped as if alive. The rabbit whirled round in a hurry. "'It means I'm leaving you for good, you wicked little monster,' shrilled Wag, his whiskers trembling with agitation, and his ears sticking straight out behind. "'Leaving, do you hear?' 
Then he snatched Peg Amy in one paw and his treasures in the other and tried to brush past Ruggedo. But the gnome was too quick for him. Springing out of the room, he slammed the door and locked it. Wag could hear him rolling up rocks for further security. Thought you'd steal a march on old Ruggedo. Thought you'd tell Ozma all his plans and get a nice little reward. Well, think again, shouted the gnome through the keyhole. Wag had plenty of time to think, for Ruggedo never came near the rabbit's room all day. At every sound, poor Wag leaped into the air, for he felt sure each blow could only mean the opening of the dreaded magic box. To reassure himself, he held long conversations with the wooden doll, and Peg's calm cheerfulness steadied him a lot. I might dig my way out, but it would take so long. My ear tips, how provoking it is, exclaimed Wag. But perhaps he'll relent by nightfall. Slowly the day dragged on, but nothing came from the big rock room but thumps, grumbles, and bangs. "'It is fortunate that you do not eat, Peg, dear,' sighed the rabbit late in the afternoon, nibbling disconsolately on a stale biscuit he had found under his bureau. "'Shall you care very much if I starve? I probably shall, you know.' Of course, no one in Oz can die, but starving forever is not comfortable either. At this the wooden doll seemed to shake her head, as much as to say, You won't starve, Wag, dear. Just be patient a little longer. Not that she really said this, mind you, but Wag knew from her smile that this is what she was thinking. It was hot and stuffy in the little rock chamber, and the faint light that filtered down from the hole in the ceiling was far from cheerful. At last night came, and that was worse. Wag lit his only candle, but it was already partly burned down, and soon with a dismal sputter it went out and left the two sitting in the dark. Peg Amy stared cheerfully ahead, but the rabbit, worn out by his long day of fright and worry, fell into a heavy slumber. Meanwhile, Ruggedo had worked on the magic box, and every minute he became more impatient. All his poundings failed to make even a dent on the gold lid, and even jumping on it brought no result. The little gnome had eaten nothing since morning, and by nightfall he was stamping around the box in a perfect fury. His eyes snapped and twinkled like live coals and his wispy white hair fairly crackled with rage. Hidden in this box were magic secrets that would doubtless enable him to capture the whole of Oz. But, clumping Kalugas, how was he to get at him? He finally gave the gold box such a vindictive kick that he almost crushed his curly toes. Then, holding on to one foot, he hopped about on the other till he fell over exhausted. For several minutes he lay perfectly still. Then jumping up, he seized the box and flung it with all his gnome might against the rock wall. "'Take that!' screamed Ruggedo furiously. There was a bright flash. Then the box righted itself slowly and sailed straight back into Ruggedo's hands, and, more wonderful still, it was open.' 
With his eyes almost popping from his head, the gnome sat down on the floor, the box in his lap. In the first tray were four golden flasks, and each one was carefully labeled. The first was marked Flying Fluid. Vanishing Cream was the second. The third flask held Glegg's Instantaneous Expanding Extract, and in the fourth was Spike's Hair Strengthener. Ruggedo rubbed his hands gleefully and lifted out the top tray. In the next compartment was a tiny copper kettle, a lamp, and a package marked Triple Trick Tea. So anxious was Ruggedo to know what was in the last compartment that he scarcely glanced at Glegg's tea set. Quickly he peered into the bottom of the casket. There were two boxes. Taking up the first, Ruggedo read, Glegg's question box. Shake three times after each question. Great Grampus, sputtered the gnome. This is a find. He was growing more excited every minute, and his hands shook so he could hardly read the label on the last box. Finally he made it out. Reanimating rays, guaranteed to reawaken any person who has lost the power of life through sorcery, witchcraft, or enchantment, said the label. Well, did anyone ever hear anything more magic than that? Ruggedo glanced from one to the other of the little gold flasks and boxes. There were so many he hardly knew which to use first. Flying fluid and vanishing cream, mused the gnome. Well, they might help after he had captured Oz, but he felt it would take more powerful magic than flying fluid and vanishing cream to capture the fairy kingdom. Next he picked up the bottle labeled Spike's Hair Strengthener. Anything that strengthened would be helpful. So, with one eye on the last bottle, Ruggedo absently rubbed some of the hair strengthener on his head. He stopped rubbing in a hurry and put his finger in his mouth with a howl of pain. Then he jumped up in alarm and ran to a small mirror hanging on the wall. Every hair on his head had become an iron spike, and the result was so terrible that it frightened even the old gnome. He flung the bottle angrily on the ground. But stop! He could butt his enemies with the sharp spikes. Comforting himself with this cheerful thought, Ruggedo returned to the magic box. Instantaneous expanding extract, muttered the gnome, turning the bottle over carefully. That ought to make me larger. And if I were larger, if I were larger... He snapped his fingers and began hopping up and down. He was about to empty the bottle over his head when he suddenly reflected that it might be safer to try this powerful extract on someone else. But on whom? Ruggedo glanced quickly around the cave and then remembered the wooden doll. He would try a little on Peg Amy and see how it worked. Turning the key, he stepped softly into Wag's room. Without wakening the rabbit, Ruggedo dragged out the wooden doll. Propping her up against the wall, the gnome uncorked the bottle of expanding fluid and dropped two drops on Peg Amy's head. Peg was about ten inches high. 
but no sooner had the expanding fluid touched her than she shot up four feet and with such force that she lost her balance and came crashing down on top of ruggedo almost crushing him flat get off you great log of wood screamed the gnome struggling furiously but this peg amy was powerless to do and it was only after a frightful struggle that ruggedo managed to drag himself out he started to shake peg but as she was now four times his size he soon gave that up well anyway it works sighed the gnome rubbing his nose and the middle of his back i wonder how it would act on a live person i'll try a little on that silly rabbit he concluded tiptoeing back into wag's room now wag's apartment was about seven feet square plenty large enough for a regular rabbit but two drops of the expanding fluid and stars wag was no longer a regular rabbit but a six-foot funny bunny stretching from one end of the room to the other he expanded without even waking up ruggedo had to squeeze past him in order to get out and chuckling with satisfaction the gnome hurried back to his box of magic his mind was now made up he would take glegg's mixed magic under his arm go above ground and with the expanding fluid change himself into a giant then conquering oz would be a simple matter it was all going to be so easy and amusing that ruggedo felt he had plenty of time to examine the rest of the bottles and boxes he rubbed some of the vanishing cream on a sofa cushion and it instantly disappeared the box of reanimating rays guaranteed to reawaken anyone from enchantment interested the old gnome immensely but how could he try them when there was no bewitched person about at least none that he knew of then his eye fell on the question box why not try that so how shall i use the reanimating rays asked ruggedo shaking the box three times nothing happened at first then by the light from his emerald lamp the gnome saw a sentence forming on the lid try them on peg said the box shortly without thinking of consequences or wondering what the question box meant by suggesting peg the curious gnome opened the box of rays and held it over the huge wooden doll for as long as it would take to count ten peg lay perfectly still then with a creak and jerk she sprang to her feet how perfectly pomiferous cried peg amy with an awkward jump i'm alive why i'm alive all over she moved one arm then the other and turned her head stiffly from side to side i can walk cried peg i can walk i can skip i can run here peg began running around the cave her joints squeaking merrily at every step at peg's first move ruggedo had jumped back of a rock his every spike standing on end too late he realized his mistake this huge wooden creature clattering around the cave was positively dangerous why she might easily pound him to bits why on earth had he meddled with the magic rays and why under the earth should a wooden doll come to life 
He waited until Peg had run to the farthest end of the cave. Then he dashed to the magic casket and scrambled the bottles, the trick tea set, and the flasks back into place and started for the door that led to the secret passage as fast as his crooked little legs would carry him. But he was not fast enough, for Peg heard and like a flash was after him. Stop! Go away! screamed Ruggedo. Why, it's the old gnome, cried the wooden doll in surprise. The wicked old gnome who used to shake me all the time. Why, how small he is. I could pick him up with one hand. She made a snatch at Ruggedo. Go away! shrieked Ruggedo, ducking behind a rock. Go away! There's a dear girl, he added coaxingly. I didn't shake you much, not too much, you know. Peg Amy put a wooden finger to her forehead and regarded him attentively. "'I remember,' she murmured thoughtfully. "'You found a magic box, and you're going to harm Ozma and try to conquer Oz. I must get that box.' Reaching around the rock, she seized Ruggedo by the arm. In a panic he jerked away. "'Help! Help!' cried the Gnome King darting off toward the other end of the cave help help in his little rock room wag stirred uneasily then as ruggedo's cries grew louder he bounced erect and almost cracked his skull on the low ceiling hardly knowing what he was doing he rushed at the door only to knock himself almost senseless against the top for of course he did not realize he had expanded into a giant rabbit but as the cries from the other room became louder and louder, he got up and, rubbing his head in a dazed fashion, he somehow crowded himself through the door and hopped into the cave. When he saw Peg Amy chasing Ruggedo, Wag fell back against the wall. "'My walks and hoopsoons,' stuttered the rabbit. "'She is alive, and he shrunk.' Wag's voice rose triumphantly. I'm going to pound his curly toes off, he shouted. With this, he joined merrily in the chase. I'll catch him, he called. I'll catch him, Peg, my dear, and make him pay for all the shakings he has given you. I'll pound his curly toes off. Oh, Wag, don't do that, cried the wooden doll, stopping short. I didn't mind the shakings, and gnomes don't know any better. "'Neither do rabbits,' cried Wag stubbornly, bounding after Ruggedo. "'I'll pound his curly toes off, I tell you.' The old gnome was sputtering like a firecracker. What chance had he now with two after him? Then suddenly he had an idea. Without stopping, he fumbled in the box, which he still clutched under one arm, and pulled out the bottle of expanding fluid. Uncorking the bottle... He poured its contents over his head, every single drop. This is what happened. First he shot out sideways, till Peg and Wag were almost crushed against the wall. With a hoarse scream, Wag dragged Peg Amy back into his room, which was now barely large enough to hold them. They were just in time, for Ruggedo was still spreading. Soon there was not an inch of space left to expand in. Then he shot up, 
and grew up and grew and grew and groaned and grew till there wasn't any more room to grow in so he burst through the top of the cave with a noise like fifty boilers exploding no wonder dorothy thought it was a cyclone for what was on the top of the cave but the royal palace of oz the next instant it was impaled fast on the spikes of ruggedo's giant head and shooting up with him toward the clouds and that wretched gnome never stopped growing till he was three-quarters of a mile high if the people in the palace were frightened ruggedo was more frightened still being a giant was a new experience for him and having a castle jammed on his head was worse still the first thing he tried to do when he stopped growing was to lift the castle off but his spikes were driven fast into the foundations and it fitted closer than his scalp in a panic ruggedo began to run and when a giant runs he gets somewhere each step carried him a half mile and shook the country below like an earthquake and rattled the people in the castle above like pennies in a christmas bank shaking with terror and hardly knowing why the gnome made for his old kingdom and in an hour had reached the little country of oogaboo which is in the very northwestern corner of oz opposite his old dominions the deadly desert is so narrow at this point that with one jump ruggedo was across and puffing like a volcano about to erupt he sank down on the highest mountain in ev fortunately he had not stepped on any cities in his flight though he had crushed several forests and about a hundred fences oh oh my head groaned ruggedo rocking to and fro he seemed to have forgotten all about conquering oz he was full of twinges and growing pains ozma's castle was giving him a thundering headache and there he sat a fearsome figure in the bright moonlight moaning and groaning instead of conquering the book of records had been right indeed when it stated that ruggedo had something on his mind ozma's castle itself sat squarely upon that mischievous mind and every moment it seemed to grow heavier no wonder there had been confusion in the castle every time ruggedo shook his aching head ozma and her guests were tossed about like leaves in a storm mixed magic had made mischief indeed end of chapter nine